Welcome to the first ever UFC podcast brought to you by SportsMe. We download it on iOS and Android. This is a podcast with two guys who have little knowledge on the UFC, but really enjoy the sport and are really entertaining. Hope you enjoy. So now, UFC 253. We're gonna, it's going to be a short episode. We're going to just talk about the two title fights, the light heavyweight title fight and the middleweight title fight. Um, so Sammy, what, what was your favorite of the two? Well, thanks, Jack, for that amazing intro. Uh, my 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 favorite fight uh, and the fighter of the night, I think it was the Adesanya-Costa fight just because of how hyped up it was. And I wanted to give him a second chance because the first fight that I ever saw was against Yoel Romero, and that was an absolute joke. So, <laughs> and it's also Jack's favorite fighter is Israel Adesanya. So I wanted to see what he can do. So... I was excited for that fight the most out of out of the two title fights for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed that fight more, especially because Israel is my favorite favorite fighter. But before we get to that one, actually, we should probably backtrack a bit, talk about the light heavyweight title fight uh, between Dominic Reyes and Jan Blaszczowicz. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, I um, think you're saying that right. The Polish power. He called a second <laughs> round knockout and he got it. He completely, I think, dominated Dominic Reyes. I had Dominic Reyes winning in that fight because of his performance against John Jones, but Jan was just the better fighter. That day. Yeah, I I have never heard of this Polish power guy. I have heard of Dominic Reyes because we did see the John Jones fight against him, and I thought he clearly won that. But it's a whole other conversation, um, and I think uh, I was I was surprised by how that guy was just able to was able to win that fight. Um, but he definitely deserves that fight over Dominic Reyes. He definitely deserves the title over him for sure. Yeah. I, I think it just, his, um, his combinations and striking was just in boxing was, I felt like was superior in that fight. And it just like his, the Polish power. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't too excited for that fight. I feel like the light heavyweight division has always been the most boring division in the UFC, Mm -hmm. just because one, John Jones has been, take has to control that whole division for so long and like i know a little bit do- about dominic reyes like sammy said because of the john jones fight didn't really know anything about Jan. i knew a little bit after that original john jones dominic reyes fight because i know john jones was talking about fighting Jan, but realistically didn't care too much about that so now let's go back to the middleweight title fight between israel adesanya and paulo costa like sammy said i'm a huge izzy fan i've been an izzy fan probably since the which fight was it the anderson silva fight that's when i started like really focusing on izzy i really liked his style the confidence you know like like some people think he's cringy i fucking love that shit what all his spectacle and he's so exciting to watch and he put on a fucking clinic he was um it's like a master at work complete kickboxing fight and he just picked him apart whether like i i saw some people talking about paulo costa and how he wasn't his normal self because what he nor- what he normally does is just attack, attack, attack. But I think it just shows how much he respected Izzy's counter fighting. And every time he even went in just a little bit, he just got sliced up by Izzy. There was nothing he could do. Izzy was just a superior fighter. He was smarter. His fighter IQ was just so much higher than Paulo Costa. I do think Paulo Costa will end- eventually be back at the middleweight title fight after a few more fights. But that fight was just – it was – it was fun to watch just because of how good Izzy is. 
it's just like it just shows that he is the most sophisticated striker in the UFC right now, in my opinion. <clears throat> that and that for sure, like because you know, prior to the Romero fight, I saw all of his fights that were on demand, but I didn't see it actually live and actually like what he's actually capable of um, in a live setting. And for him to dominate the way that he did against Costa, um, you know, precision beats 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 the body. You know, Costa yeah. is a lot bigger than Adesanya, but Adesanya knows where to hit you. And if yeah. he can, and if he can, and if he he can hit you in all the right places, you're gone. And that's what exactly what he's done, yeah. and that's why he is he's undefeated. One of his old press conferences, he says, "I don't throw in hope. I aim." Um, it's like I aim and fire, something like that. Just talking about he is precise. He doesn't need the power. He's accurate with his striking. He knows exactly what he's doing. Like the beginning of the fight, we'll just go from both rounds. In the beginning, just slowly picking apart his leg. I was a little scared right at the start. It's like, oh, is this going to be like the Yoel fight again? Is Paulo just going to just stand there? But he, he, he was moving more. And I think Izzy was more inclined to, like, he wants to put more of a show on, especially after people were shitting on him a bit and blaming him for the Yoel Romero fight, which I really don't think that was anything on him. Yoel was just literally just standing there. Literally in this Paulo Costa fight with Izzy, they make fun of Yoel Romero, both of them, which I thought was hilarious. But just slowly picking apart that left lead leg, and it was interesting that he never checked any of those kicks. I was like, I'm watching that and thinking, like, what does he do? He's just letting him eat that fucking leg apart, especially because he's hitting precisely. There's a part of your leg where the nerve, there's no protection between the nerve and the skin. There's no bone or muscle protecting it. And he was hitting that every fucking time with not checking. He's not switching stances. And Paulo Costa was like, was like mocking him, like, hey, but Paulo was losing. And I was like, he just – I think Izzy was in Paul Costa's head because mm-hmm. Paul Costa isn't very spectacle style fighter before some of his fights. Like he might talk a little shit, but realistically, not really. And how Izzy gets in fights, he talks a lot of shit. He gets in fighters' heads. Like he, Izzy won that fight before the fight even started. Yeah. He like just out like we were saying, he outsmarted him. Once it was the second round, he saw the volume of Izzy strikes going up a bit a bit he wasn't really throwing any combinations more like pop shots he was just hitting once and like boom boom and then the beginning of the end was that head kick where his his head started bleeding and then around that same time he saw his legs bleeding because of how many leg kicks he got in a few good shots and finally he i think it was a left hook that hit the i think it was a left hook that hit the his temp um paul Costa's temple and he went down and, and, and beating him just, on the ground smashed him and then mm-hmm. called the fight and he fucking teabagged him that shit was the best <laughs> part of the fucking fight. I loved that shit. I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. He fucking teabagged him. That's like, that's some crazy disrespect there. You win the fight, and then just boom, boom. That is, that is oh, the ultimate, the ultimate, the ultimate, ultimate disrespect. disrespect. Those fucking Halo days playing on Xbox 360. Halo days, bro. And you teabag, bro. He did that in real life. And that was fucking, that was awesome. <laughs> and hearing him talk after the fight and just hearing everyone, like, like seeing a lot of like analysts' reactions was interesting because I think a lot of people are just like, this is the fight. This is going to be the fight of the year. Everyone was hyping it up that way. But then you watch it and then you think back, you're like, was it really? Because you look at all the stats, Paul Costa's only fought two people in the top 15. Izzy's fought seven. And Izzy mm-hmm. kept saying he's only fought punching bags, which he's like, like, no one moves like Izzy, right? He hasn't been able to fight someone like that. So when people were saying, like, 
looking back, I thought I was stupid because I thought the fight was going to be a lot closer than it was. I think, going into it, I thought it was going to be four or five rounds. Yeah. I did not think he was going to do a TKO in the second round. I I thought it was going to be a lot more of a a grudge match. So yeah, I I thought that the first round, I thought Paulo was going to. I knew he probably wasn't going to be as aggressive just because he has to respect Izzy's counter um, counter striking, but. It was just – he didn't really do much. And then I think he was just scared. I, I don't – I think he knew Izzy's strength. Izzy's very good at fucking with people's minds. So when he got there, just – I just – I keep looking at, like, why did he not check any of those kicks? Like, that was – like, because he couldn't fucking move by the second round. He was slow. And a lot of his, like – he hit um, Izzy, like, twice in the ribs, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he had one jab that he landed. I think that's, like, pretty much all he landed. But Izzy landed like 26 or 27 leg kicks throughout the whole fight. He landed a head kick. He landed a few couple jabs. Like Paulo Costa, I just don't think he was there to fight, not to take away anything from Izzy because Izzy just completely outclassed him. I just don't think Costa's at his level yet. I think they were hyping it up like he is. He's this next big thing. But realistically, at the end of the fight, Izzy was like, this was my 100th win professionally. That's in kickboxing, boxing, and MMA. Like, that's his 100th win in total. Which is very... His experience is just so... He has so much more experience than Paulo Costa. And that really showed to them during that fight. Uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. I it, mean, brains brains beat bronze, right? That's yeah, exactly especially what fighting. happened. Um, Mike Tyson said once that, like... It, some I, I'm not going to get this quote right, but it's like, if you're a strong guy or an aggressive guy or something like that, fighting isn't for you. There's only smart guys fight because... You gotta be smart when you're fighting. You gotta, you got It's chess, man. Like fighting, like some. I yeah, saw yeah, you know that really UFC puts the tweets on the fucking screen, and someone said that's chess compared to checkers. And I was chess, like, not yeah. checkers. <laughs> like, he yeah, fucking, he outclassed yeah. them. It was, it was, it was beautiful though. Like it's also like, us, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I was like, it's two of us that like in the beginning. I joked that we don't have much fighting knowledge, which is true. And you know what? You gotta start somewhere. I've been watching fights for a few years now, and I've do jujitsu myself. So th- this was a striking fight, of course, not nothing on the ground, no grappling. But um, I think it's it was fun watching that. And just I think anybody, even like people I know who don't really follow fighting, who watch that can admire the fact that he just put on a clinic. Like he completely just picked him apart little by little. He just like, slow, like not even that slowly. It was in two rounds. Like it felt like the Robert Whitaker fight. It felt very similar, especially how he finished it. it felt a lot like the Robert Whitaker fight. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it make I think is it is, there's levels to this shit. I, you keep hearing people say that there is levels to that sh- this shit, and is he just way higher than everybody else? I think in the middleweight division. Also, I saw um, Ariel Hawani talk about this that, or is it might have been Chael Sonnen actually? I think they were together talking about it. Chael talking about how not many fighters realistically know how to use their reach. And he does like he knows how to handle it, di- like to control distance better than anybody. It's like he already has his very lengthy body and he controls it so well. You constantly see him moving, testing things out. That's what those leg kicks are huge for. He had a forward kick. Um, I think I don't know if that's the right terminology for it. <laughs> that he, but realistically, he's used to keep distance. Like John Jones does that all the time. So I thought that was actually kind of fascinating to watch and hear from other analysts. It's like talking about how his, how he uses distance is just bet, like how he's just, he's just on another level. Pretty One much. of the, I think the biggest 
term that I've learned after watching fights since December is chopping wood. And I really think that a lot of fighters, they try to, you know, hit the opponents in the legs a lot because then that's when they can become unstable and then they can start doing counter punches and counter counter fighting. And again, Adesanya is the best counter counter fighter probably right now. Right. So yeah, I think, I think he's the best striker right now in the UFC. I, like, mm-hmm. I, like people will disagree. People get mad, but like compared <laughs> to so many fucking people, like he, it's just the way he, I, he's been doing, he's been fighting for so many, so many years and he's been a kickboxer for that whole time. He knows exactly what he's doing out there. Like, I don't realistically know what his grappling's like because he never really shows it off because no one – I think everyone's too scared to get close to him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think certain fighters would be interesting <clears throat> for them to fight that won't be afraid to. I thought Paul Costa was going to be one of those, actually. But so also has good takedown defense. So I think – Yeah, definitely. I, I would like one day to see how good his grappling is. But I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan, so I don't want him to lose. And I'm scared like – You don't want him to lose ground. if he gets grappled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who uh, – who do you see him fighting next? Uh, I think it's Candir. What's that? What's that October card? So I think it's 254, right? UFC 254. Yeah, it's um, Robert Whitaker versus Jared Candir. Can- no, definitely. So, that, so right? whoever whoever wins that. Yeah. So Izzy already awesome. said that he mm-hmm. wants to fight Candir because he hasn't fight him, fought him yet. Definitely saying his last name right. Apologize, but um, <laughs> the the thing is that he already fought Whitaker. And he beat him very convincingly. So if Whitaker wins, which I, I think he might, I don't know who you give that fight to. I think Jack Hansen is fighting Darren Till in December. I think if Jack Hansen wins that, then you give him the shot at the title. Um, mm-hmm. it just like it's hard. I think the middleweight division is getting a little exciting depending on who wins where. I think the best case scenario for the middleweight division is Jared Kinnear, Kinnear beats Robert Whitaker. And Darren Till beats Jack Hansen. Jack Hansen. Jack Hansen fights Robert Whitaker, and Darren Till kind of waits on the wings. Like I think that's the best case scenario for them. And if and if like Jared Jared Kinnear, I just don't think he'll beat Izzy. The winner of the Robert Whitaker Jack Hansen. I don't even think it's Hansen, but the the Joker is his nickname. If he wins that fight, he fights Izzy next, and then if Whitaker wins that fight he'd go back and fight him again. I just think it's too soon for Whitaker to fight again. Like Dana R. White already mm. said Kinnear is going to be the next up if he beats Whitaker. Like that, that's just going to happen. <clears throat> I don't know when that fight would be. If the Kinnear Whitaker fights in October, I could probably think January or February at earliest for that middleweight title fight. So, yeah. Um, I want to yeah. look at a look ahead at any other fights. I think we got a fight night coming up next weekend, right? Yeah, it's uh, the only one I know is fighting is Holly Holm, but I don't really. Yeah, know Holly else. Holm is fighting. Yeah, um, She's fighting next week. Yeah, yeah, all on Fight Island. Um, on the next, on the uh, future episode, we're definitely going to preview Khabib and Gaethje. Mm-hmm. That that is going to be that could be the fight of the year. Um, I think it, 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 the weird thing is that Khabib's very much he likes bringing it to the ground, and Gaethje's a striker, like a mm-hmm. like, so it's interesting. I think it's going to be a very exciting fight. Um, we'll cut, we'll preview that um, preview that fight more later.
for now, um, <clears throat> this is our, this is just the first episode, kind of a little taster. Again, we're not the most knowledgeable people in fighting, but we do really <laughs> enjoy the sport and want to get more involved. Um, so bear with us when it comes to that shit. We're going to try to be as entertaining as possible. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed this first episode of the UFC podcast brought to you by SportsMe. The name will probably eventually change. I got a few ideas, but I hope you guys enjoyed and see you on the next one. Yep. Thank you guys. Take care.